welcome back to uh, episode five of Weird in a Bad Way. Weird in a Bad Way. All right. This episode, we're going to have our first guest. But before we get to that, we have a few things that we'd like to talk about, just me and Jane, and then we'll introduce our guest and go from there. First up on the docket, I graduated last Saturday. Like, that, did the actual graduation official ceremony. It was kind of weird because the place that they normally do the ceremonies at the U of M is the hockey stadium, which they're renovating right now. And so I had to... They had to do the ceremony in the football stadium. And instead of doing them by college, they just did all seven or whatever colleges there are together in one. So there was like over 4,000 kids graduating like that were at the ceremony. It was very hectic. We had to get there at like... We had to get there at like 11 a.m. And and then basically the ceremony didn't start till 1. So we were just standing in a line for two hours. I don't really know why they had us get there that early. Like there was a lot of us. But they didn't organize us by college or by alphabetical or anything. So we were literally just waiting. And then as soon as it was time to walk out for the ceremony it starts pouring (laughs) and it's like outside so luckily you guys jane was there watching it were like in a spot in the stadium where the stands were covered well we weren't at first Mm. because well we got there and then you went off and did your went to go like get in line and whatever and we went down to find seats and your dad was like we should go find cover because he was, like, pretty convinced it was going to rain. But then we kind of were walking already in the middle of the stand, so your mom was just like, well, here we are. Let's just sit. And it also did look like it wasn't going to rain anymore. Like, the forecast was like, no, never mind, no more rain. So we were sitting there for a while, and then the weather apps changed to saying, yep, it's for sure going to rain right when the graduation starts. So then we had to panic to find new seats. Not really panic, but kind of, like, fast find new seats. That were actually covered. Yeah, but there were no actually covered seats that were in, like, the regular chairs. So we had to go on bleachers, which was a little not great, especially for George. He was like, My I'd grandpa. rather get wet than sit in a bleacher. But really? he ended up, yeah, but he ended up coming with. Well, that's good. Yeah. And it probably was better than being in the rain. Yeah, 100%. Plus, we were closer to the snacks. Nice. Because the concessions were open. Nice. Yeah, so we start walking out, starts pouring. It took like 45 minutes for the students to just get seated. It was seated. so long. And then finally they started like 45 minutes after we started walking out. And the ceremony itself I actually thought was pretty good. They didn't have any of us walk or like announce our names because there's just way too many of us. They basically just like had the a few theme. speakers... And then the dean of each college, like, announced that college graduating class. But I liked the speakers, and it was nice to have some sort of an official ceremony. And it was also nice because I ran into some, one of my cycling buddies from the U, who's not in my college. Because most of my friends that are in CSE, like the College of Science and Engineering, are graduating next year. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't really know anyone that was going to be there. And then I ran into someone that was graduating with a business degree. 
that I know. So it was nice to be able to sit with someone I knew, which mm -hmm. would not have been the case if it was in the hockey stadium. So yeah, it was fine. And then after that, we came back and did a little graduation celebration with family and close friends, which was good. We had pulled pork from Q Fanatics. And we have a we had a lot of extras. So much extra. So we've been eating pulled pork for like lunch week. and dinner every single meal. So getting a little tired of that, but I think we're pretty much out now. It was good. For lunch and dinner every day. Yeah. You said every meal. Oh. Lunch and dinner every day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was graduation. It felt a little surreal in the fact that like it still doesn't I don't know. It'll still be weird, like, in the fall when I don't go back to school, I think. It'll feel so good. I think it'll feel good, yeah. There's parts of school that I liked, but I'm not, like, super sad that it's over either. Next up, I was going to talk about cycling. My little segment on my training this week is a recovery week, much-needed recovery week. So I've basically just been doing recovery rides, and I think I'm doing, like, a mixed-paced ride today and then some endurance riding this weekend. But it's nice because I've been doing a lot of speed work and my legs were tired. Jane has also started training. Not, not, not cycling. cycling specific. Just in general. But she started to work out again. I'm making her workout plan. I'm planning it for her. Yeah, because otherwise it's just like, what are you supposed to do? Like, I, that's never been my strong suit of like having a workout plan. So what did you do this week? What was memorable from your first week of my plan? I'm sore because I had to run. You had to run one day? Yeah, that has pretty much been all I can remember is because of how sore I still am. My legs and ankles and shins and all the things are so sore. And running is hard. Just straight up, running is hard. Yeah, it's hard on your body. It's just difficult. It's There's just nothing like it. I don't know. I had something else. Like, I can ride the bike. Yeah, for a she long... rides the bike one one of the days. Yeah, that's fine. Like, it's not, like, I still get tired from that, but holy cow, running just, like, beat my whole life down. Yeah, I feel like, at least my it's experience hard. with running is after doing it for a couple of weeks, it starts to get a lot easier because it's, like, just the first couple of weeks, there's so much initial shock. It just, like, to your body. Yeah, like, you're it's so sore. Everything hurts the next day. You're next aggressively week. hitting the ground. Yeah. But anyway, it's been fine though. I mean, I'm hoping that. I think that just the sticking with it, the consistency of it, will make it. I know that you just need to get past the beginning phases because that's going to probably be like the hardest. And also, once you start seeing more, like, once you start progressing to heavier weights or to more reps or to feeling like more confident in your movements that you'll feel like you're it's getting paid off mm -hmm. or it's paying off or whatever so i'm trying to just stick with it mainly because i just think i'm pretty like not unhealthy but i'm just not very active you're trying to live a more active lifestyle well i'm just trying to be able to like use my muscles yeah like they're very much a lot underused yeah and it'd be nice to be able to do things like a little bit easier I think so. Yeah, I'll keep you updated. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, one more thing I was going to say about my cycling training was 
this year I've been trying to focus more, like I've been trying to number one, stay really consistent with it. And number two, focus on the recovery side of it. Cause in years in the past, when I have the time to ride, I would just like go hard and do it as much as I could. But I think I'm learning that the recovery is just as important, if not more important as the training. And so I'm trying to focus more on that. So that's kind of what this week has been focused on. But then even on harder weeks in between the rides, trying to focus on recovery. Yeah, I think next we'll bring in our guest and introduce her and then we'll go from there. All right, so we have our first guest today. <laughs> Jane thinks I'm talking too loud. Yeah, because we he went in a whole spiel beforehand, Rose. This, well, I, sh I don't know if I'm talking to Rose yet. Just pretend she's not here. <laughs> went to a whole spiel earlier today about, okay, we only we need to make sure we're talking at the same level and are the same amount far away. And then as soon as he starts to talk, he leans in and then starts talking at like double the volume. So then my voice is going to sound t too quiet and it's going to get cut out by the little editing. Anyways, oh, talking quietly. We have our first guest here today. I would say one of the most impactful and inspirational people in my life. Maybe Jane's too. But she's been around longer in my life. I was so. going to say. Yeah. My sister... People might be offended by me saying that you out of everyone also in my life. Yeah, but my sister Rose Erdmans is here. But you're up there. Like top five for sure. <laughs> Good. For people that don't know who you are, tell us a little about yourself. It's called an elevator pitch. And what and <laughs> kind of what you're up to. Okay. I'm Rose. I'm a PhD student at Arizona State University. I study law and psychology there. My focus is on racial disparities and discrimination in the U.S. legal system. Besides that, I really like to read, ride my bike. I do yoga every day. I went to Gustavus Adolphus College. And... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Tell us a little bit more about the research that you're doing at Arizona State. Okay, so my main focus in my first year, and I just finished my second year, so going into that has been how to effectively study racial bias in experimental settings. Given the current social context and the heightened awareness of racial injustice in the legal system, it's pretty difficult to study racial bias experimentally because people don't want to look racist and they know that you're studying racism. Yeah. And so they will attempt to correct for their racial bias in ways that might not generalize to the real world. So we get like reverse racism effects basically in a lot of our studies, which obviously aren't represented in real world data where the archival data shows that black people are severely disadvantaged at all stages of the criminal justice system. But then when we run these mock juror studies, we find like people favoring black defendants over white defendants and that sort of thing. So we're trying to figure out better ways to study racial bias experimentally and also how to talk about this research and how to continue producing research that's generalizable without like filling the literature with these weird results that we don't really think reflect the real yeah, world. Yeah, because when you're doing the study, the participants are like super aware of that, how they're responding and how it could be perceived as racist. Right. So they're trying to 
be like, nah, not racist here. Yeah. No racism in this place. Right. Not so. for me anyway. <laughs> and that's especially likely in the kind of research that I do, which is psycholegal research because of all of the police brutality that's been mm. really highly publicized recently and people are like especially concerned about appearing racist if you're studying anything in a legal context yeah um which is what we showed in one of our recent papers that i presented on at apls so can you give an example like do you have any studies going on right now or that you just finished where or like yeah i guess studies where you're like bringing people in and what you actually do with someone that you're doing a research study on? Yeah, so my current study right now that I'm running is an in-person study looking at physiological responses to different types of questioning about social problems. So in that study, we hook people up to physiological monitoring equipment, and then they come in and they're interviewed by an experimenter. And while they're doing that, we're recording the interview and we're recording their physiological responses. So skin conductance and heart rate and heart rate variability is what we're measuring. But in a lot of our studies, we do them online. And so mm. we just give people surveys, basically. Like in a lot of the mock juror studies that we do, people read like a trial transcript mm -hmm. or basically like a crime vignette or something of that nature where we like give them some details about the crime or about a target person. And then they have to make judgments about that person. So those kind of studies are easier to conduct. They take less time and like manpower to do because you don't need people to like run the sessions. Right. But they're also, I mean, they have their limitations because they're less like externally valid because they're not in the real world. They're not like interactions with actual people. So do you think that too, the surveys could like, you can kind of, I don't know if you can see more of what you're looking for and then change your answers or based off of what you want to be no like i guess how you want to be seen people have thought in the past that the surveys are actually better at avoiding like demand really? characteristics because you're not face to face with the experimenter so you might think you're like in the privacy of your own home or whatever but i feel like now that these surveys have become more common and yeah. people are more aware of like what we're studying and i don't really think that's the case anymore but people have thought in the past that like hmm. doing the surveys online will help avoid like those. it feels more anonymous maybe. yeah yeah huh. that's interesting for, yeah that makes sense for the one with real people when you're bringing them in do you tell them what's going on or what do, what do they think is going on no they think we tell them like basically as little information as possible because we don't want them to know what we're studying, but we have to get informed consent. So we basically tell them like, you're going to be hooked up to physiological monitoring equipment. You're going to be talking to someone about your ideas about social policies and problems, but we don't go any into any details about like why we're asking these questions or like what they're really specifically going to be about or what our mm -hmm. hypotheses are because we don't want them to know what we're studying and then like the research assistants themselves who are helping me, they know a little bit more, but I also try to keep them blind to the hypotheses as much as possible, just so that the way that they're responding to certain participants doesn't change based on what condition they think they're in or like what they're expecting from them. So I try to keep the participants knowing as little as possible and then the research assistants knowing a little more because they have to kind of know what's going on, but not everything. Oh, I was going to say, in the real person studies, are is it still, like, most of the time, at least what you're doing, asking them about, like, jury-type scenarios or no? 
a lot of the research that is done in my lab at ASU is about juries. They've even done like in-person jury deliberation studies where they like film the whole deliberation and they bring in like six people at a time and they're all deliberating, which is pretty rare for labs to do that because obviously it's a lot it's a of work lot, and it's yeah. hard to get all of those people at the same time. So those studies that my lab has been running are like pretty impressive because most mock jury research just has one person and so it doesn't include deliberation. My research isn't as specific to juries. I'm more interested in just racism and how it operates in the legal system like in all facets. So I'm interested in juries but also other legal actors so how does like do you do or have you done any projects or experiments or not i guess experience but just like measuring that via reviewing actual cases and like actual like i guess i don't know how much they like disclose of actual like jury duty deliberations and process of the whole thing yeah. for you to study but it feels like that would be a really good you know that's actually what's happening in the real world yeah that's the hard thing is the jury room is private mm. so we can't get access to any like actual deliberations there are studies where people have like interviewed jurors after the fact right. but even that they're limited in what they can say and also you don't know how honest they're being there either right um there are some, my lab right now is starting a study looking at like jury selection and we have gotten access to videos of actual jury selection processes. So like when the lawyers are questioning the prospective jurors and deciding right. who's going to be on the jury. So that's kind of cool because not a lot of people have looked at the actual jury selection process. But yeah, the jury room is, is very difficult to replicate and we can't get sure. access to the actual thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Because that would solve some of that <laughs> yeah. problem. But I understand how it's that wouldn't be free access. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of tough to make a good study. Mm-hmm. I guess that is the case in a lot of research. But All right, next up, do you have anything that you are looking forward to in the near future? It could have to do with school or life. just this summer. My friend is getting married. And I'm going to Utah for that wedding, which I am excited about. My brother's moving to Kansas, which is not so good, <laughs> but it's happening. And it's exciting for him. I'm proud of him. So that's good. You, that would be Owen. I'm proud of <laughs> Owen. <laughs> he didn't just suddenly leave the room. <laughs> so that's good. But I'm going to a social psych summer school thing at Ohio State. The Ohio State? The Ohio State University in July. So that will be exciting. Yeah. Well, we're also, I think, going to hang out. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to hang out with Jane. Yeah, so, so that's probably the biggest, most important thing. That's definitely the most exciting thing yeah. for the summer. That's what I was going to say. Nice. <laughs> All right, and then something that I think we're going to try to do commonly with our guests is ask them to give us one thing that is weird in a bad way. Some people are asking us why that is the name of the podcast. And it just is. It just is. It doesn't really mean we have to talk about weird stuff in a bad way. We were kind of using it as a self-deprecating joke that we are weird in a bad way. But we're going to ask Rose to bring up one thing that she thinks is weird in a bad way. Okay, well, now that you've claimed yourself as weird in a bad way. 
my way, my weird and bad no. thing seems way worse. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that's see, that's it's not that. I don't actually think I'm weird in a bad way. I think I'm weird in the best way, but yeah, you guys are weird in a good way. The death penalty is weird in a bad way. Please explain. Well, like, there's a lot of things that are bad about it. I mean, first of all, I just don't agree morally or religiously with killing people ever. But even if you don't agree with that, the fact that, like, our criminal justice system has so many problems, racial bias being a huge one, but also just all kinds of things are wrong. Faulty forensic science, they're making wrong decisions all the time. More than 3,000 people have been exonerated after being falsely convicted and upwards of, I don't know, probably like, don't cite me on this, do your own research, but close to 200 people who have been exonerated were on death row. Like those people would would have have been killed and they were innocent. So like, that's terrible. Just accepting that there's a risk that we're killing innocent people. That's weird in a bad way. And also like the worst way, the worst way. And like, those are the lucky people. Lucky. Those almost 200 people (laughs) those almost 200 people who were on death row obviously that's not lucky at all but the fact that they were exonerated before they were executed like certainly we have executed innocent people which is a risk that i cannot accept yeah i think that that's the main and i will actually say i was thinking about this because we did discuss a little bit prior to the episode of what her weird and bad way would have maybe been especially since she is the first guest mind you first very first guest (laughs) But I was thinking back to a conversation I had with a friend of mine when when I didn't know nearly as much as I do now, like super ignorant in terms of like the justice system, racial bias, the negative side of the death penalty, like just very, very, very ignorant on it because I just did not know, did not think about it until I was asked about it. And I totally at the time was like, oh, I think it's fine. Like whatever, like yeah, they did something bad that's the punishment and thinking back to that now as someone who has like done some amount of research has heard different stories have talked to people like you who are involved and like actively looking into this the negative side of it and the why it's not necessarily the best option at all and how it has definitely done things like caused more harm than good it's interesting to have totally flipped a perspective on it and hopefully through your research and through other like forms of research people will realize something similar because yeah. like you said even if you don't disagree on a moral ground or a religious ground of that killing people inherently is just wrong killing innocent people has to be at some point not okay yeah there's just lots of reasons yeah. like financially it's really expensive i mean they botch execution like it's just bad it's bad it's, <laughs> yeah there's on not lots really, of levels it, there's not really a good way to go about it like Especially when you really, it, it's hard to for certain know whether or not somebody did the crime. Mm-hmm. And even then, how do we know if, like, two, if you're doing a crime or committing a crime, what, what mental state are you in? Right. And how responsible can we hold you? And there's this kind of legal doctrine. There's this idea that, like, death is different. So death penalty cases are going to have all of this special review and they're going to be as sure as possible. But, like, the justice system makes mistakes all the time. And there are lots of people on death row who argue that they have an intellectual disability or or they have a mental illness that should preclude them from being executed. But for some reason, that's not being supported. There's just, like, a lot of 
reasons that people who should not be executed and even that the justice system has said we should not execute people with intellectual disabilities that still that still might be executed and to think about too another point that was brought up to me is if that person is for certain responsible for what they did is it not almost an easier out in some cases like you find a lot of people who are actually guilty committing suicide to get out of the actual punishment of doing time for their crime so uh, we're saying the worst of the worst get this out that's true. There and, are... and granted, we don't know what happens afterwards. So in reality, it might not be an easy out, but they don't know that. So they're choosing some like that would maybe be an, a better option if you are for certain guilty of a crime. So and that's an interesting point, too. Life in prison without the possibility of parole is a horrible outcome. Like yeah. we frame that as like the better option of the two. But I but don't think like, it is. There have been interviews with people who are lifers who will say like i wish i had the death penalty instead and you even sometimes see people like i i've heard of people going on to trial and saying like oh i want the death penalty right and then at that point you're like well should like it seems like that'd be the worst option but if you're wanting it right is that really a punishment and are you really being held responsible for your actions and i don't believe in just to put it out there i don't believe in life without the possibility parole either because personally i think reform is the, the yeah and like as brian stevenson my hero has said people are not the worst thing they've ever done like you are more than the worst thing you've ever done and so i just think that locking people up forever and saying you'll never get another chance is like not should not be the goal of the criminal justice system it should be helping people right not saying that you should just get out eventually no yeah. matter what but yeah. if you are actively working on becoming a better person and you are especially i think there is really something to say about you cannot do something that awful just because you're and be and be like mentally there yeah granted sometimes that means you shouldn't be out by yourself in the real world but that doesn't mean yeah like you said that that's the very worst of you in every situation Mm -hmm. it's an interesting topic i think i could research that for a, like a long time and still <laughs> yeah. find things that I'm like oh I didn't think about that or oh I didn't realize this and and really always like open up a new page yeah <laughs> so probably a really good choice to go to school for that it's like so interesting <laughs> yeah. yeah so many things to learn <laughs> yeah I think the biggest thing for me above all else is it's just like there are innocent people that have died that literally were completely innocent mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's just I like, feel like it, it, there shouldn't be a discussion after that. Yeah, like, that should be That's kind enough. of the bottom line. This is the problem like, we can, unless we, can we discuss, have 100% certainty. We can discuss, like, as much of, like, the disabilities, are they responsible, all that stuff. There's innocent people that were completely innocent, didn't do it. Died. Killed. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, that's pretty weird. In a really bad way. In a Awful really bad way, way. Yeah. yeah. So... We'll move on from this for now. Do you have anything that you wanted to bring up for Weird in a Bad Way? Oh, for Weird in a Bad Okay, well, mine were really looking way more good than that. But <laughs> way less serious. Way, way, <laughs> way, way, way less deep than that. But you know what? I'm going to go for it anyway. The fuzz on raspberries? <laughs> weird in a bad way. <laughs> I thought you were going to do something completely different, but... Can, she it, told me explain. that one in Target the other day. Explain. Well, I just think it's an interesting... For me, personally, like, honestly, I love raspberries. We'll continue to eat them. 
but just fuzz. Why do you think there is fuzz? I don't actually know. Right, Right, I don't know, and I'm not really. This is one that I think deserves zero time spent research. Okay. Because there's other things like what 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 Rose brought up, (laughs) worth way more research time. It's not even worth a Google. It's not even worth a Google. That's how insignificant my weird in a bad way is. I just acceptable. It's just weird in a bad way to me. All right. But I continue to eat them. We'll we'll take it next. Next up, we are gonna do question. Yeah, questions from the people on Instagram. Jane put out a thing to ask questions for Rose. I think we also got some questions for Jane and myself. Yeah. So we're just gonna go through them with Rose, though. Yeah. And then we'll wrap up the podcast with rapid, rapid fire. Rapid fire for Rose. But yeah, Jane's pulling up the questions yep. now. I've got the questions. I still didn't ask anyone if they want to be named. Do we name them? I don't know. What do you think, Rose? No. No. Anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous. Anonymous questions. Okay, here's here's one. Who is this for? This does not specify, but I think we'll, we'll direct it toward Rose. Okay. And then if you want to answer, if I want to answer, I think we can interject. Perfect. Yeah. So for you first, Rosalini, what have you learned about yourself over the past two years that you are proud of that you didn't know you had it in you? Hmm. It's a good one. That is a good one. Thought-provoking. For that sure. is, yeah. I have learned. So I think that must be definitely for you because it's you just wrapped up your second of year school. of grad school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Putting um, those pieces together in my brain out loud. <laughs> I have learned that I need to take breaks sometimes. I love that take. That <laughs> and, is my favorite take of the whole day. And well, I... One of them. I think that academia in general is an environment in which everybody is working really hard all the time. And it's like productivity is like the main goal. And I have learned over the past two years that I am more productive during the times that I'm wanting to be productive if I have off times where I'm not. (laughs) This is such a full circle moment, Rose, because before you came on, Owen was saying in regard to his cycling training that he has learned recently that the biggest takeaway for him has been recovery and that ties perfectly yes 100 percent. like you have to recover from work from cycling so continue but i just thought that was full circle and it's definitely like i decided to not work on saturdays which sounds like a small thing but truly last year i was working seven seven days a week yeah like all day yeah. Um, so taking off a whole day on Saturday, well, that seems like, what the heck, that's nothing, like felt like a huge deal to me and felt like I wouldn't be able to do it because when I was working seven days a week, I was still busy all the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, how could I remove a whole day of work from the work week and still like get as much done? But I think I was definitely more productive during the days that I was working because I knew I wasn't going to do anything on Saturday. I was more well rested because I like took a day on Saturday to just not worry about work. And I saw more of the state, which was great. I would like travel around, go on little day trips, go on hikes and Arizona's beautiful. So that was awesome. It was just really good to spend some time not working and rejuvenate so that I would be ready to do work again yeah rose and i had to talk about this when you were first thinking of doing saturday no saturdays and i was so about it at the time i was also working like upwards 60 70 hours a week 
at Target because it felt like there is so much to do. Yeah. But if you think about it, there's really always going to be something to do. Right. So, yeah, fair enough. There's always stuff to do, but also there needs to be time for yourself and your own life and personal well-being. And I think that's why it took, like, a conscious effort for me to learn how to do this. Right. Because there's always something else to do. So right. you can't just wait until you're done with the work and be like, no I'll end. take a break when it's over. Right. It's not over. <laughs> so then you, there's that never so a break. That is so valid. That is very valid. There's literally no... I mean, and that's why we're, like, that's why we're doing the work. Mm-hmm. And it's... If it ended, you know, would you be able to come back on a Monday? No. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a blessing to continue to be lucky enough to have a career and have education. Yeah. But... I agree. I, I think that that was a, a good takeaway from this past year and two past years for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just to add to it, we can wrap this one up, but Rose has always been like the most driven person I've ever seen in my life and works harder than anyone I know because it's just constant. And to a point like that's was super inspirational growing up and all the way from like middle school, high school, college etc but it is good to hear that she's taking at least some time and i think it's funny too like like you were saying like just taking saturdays off and still working all other six days of the week for long hours is like a big change like that's i mean i think it's good and i think i'm gonna that, try to expand to sunday all oh, nice, nice. <laughs> i'm stepping and, it up and i still think you're super driven and i think that's a positive thing about you but i'm proud of you for taking steps to take some more time for yourself. And I think that's important to keep your work productive as well. Yeah, I was going to say, someone even at work when I was really having a hard time was like, and feeling like I need to work all of the day, every day. And was like, well, but how much of that time during the day that you're working all day is truly that productive if you know that you're not leaving, Mm -hmm. if you're not ever having to take time off? Because you really don't prioritize that. And it's like every little thing that comes up, you can just go do because you're not yeah. planning on stopping. Mm-hmm. But then the big priorities, the big things, the, the long-term solutions to things, like at least for me, like we're not getting done. Yeah. Because, well, I'm continuing to work on them, but it, it didn't give me that priority list of I ha- these are the big things to get done. If I get those done and have time still, great. Yeah. If not, I did my job. I can go home and relax. Yeah. And, and have my own life outside of this place. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. All right. Ready? Yep. Freddy's. <laughs> Next question. I'm not going in order this time. I'm just kind of going by how I feel. That's fine. So next question is, do you ever randomly think about forces? I would say. That is a weird one. <laughs> in a bad way? <laughs> kind of. A little. Is this for it's me? It's on brand. I think it's, yeah, this it's one can you. be for you. These are all for you. Well, not all. Most of them are you first and then, unless they're specified for us. Okay. Do I ever randomly think about horses? Not really randomly, but sometimes horses come up and then I'm like, oh, I used to ride horses because that's a part of my life that I just sort of like forget about. Yeah. Because it happened in like middle school, early high school, and then I stopped. What's the word for that? Horseback riding? But Equestrian. 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 (laughs) That's exactly what I wanted to know. Right. So. You were an equestrian. Yes. Horses came up, horses come up sometimes, and then I'm like, oh yeah, remember when I did that? But they don't really just like pop in. <laughs> just the, specifically the horses, don't Yeah. Did you have any horses like were like your go-to horse to ride? Yeah. What was their name? So. Well, the first one was Bay, 
B-E-Y. Um, very good distinction. Yeah. She was the first one that I rode. And then I rode this horse named Magic for a while. And then eventually I rode Nico. And I want to say, that is no small feat. Horses are huge. <laughs> they are. And they scary. are scary. I went a couple of times. Like, with that her, is and impressive. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever compete? Once. Oh, yeah. How, do, how was that experience? Pretty good. Were, were you... It was just a, like, a small competition, like, at the barn where I rode. So I wasn't, oh. like, a, a Pro. big, fancy thing. And it was fine. We always talked about, after I started jumping, we always talked about, we're going to go to competitions, we're going to go to competitions. But we never did. And honestly, I was fine with that because I really was just doing it for fun. Yeah. And having to, like, compete would have just stressed me out. Valid. Taking the fun out of it a little. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This next one is for myself and Owen. It says, last episode, you said you'd marry Owen on site. What, what music is a must for the reception party? I love this question. Yeah. I feel like I have so many songs. One of which, though, I, I want to say I, there's a lot of Casey Musgrave songs that I think are really lovely. Very, that's the word I'm going to use. Very lovely. I'd say that album that we listen to a lot. When that's we my first favorite album. Dating would be nice. And some of those songs would be like, I wouldn't necessarily say like a first dance. No. But they would be okay for like a slower type dance at a reception. I would say Butterflies. Yeah. It encompasses, I feel like, a little bit of how what I... What album is that? That album like, is called... I know I'm looking for it. Hold on. That album is called Golden Hour, which what a lovely name. Also, go, go listen to that album. It's the interesting part of case of that. It's her only good album. It's just not true. <laughs> the most recent album is pretty good, oh. but I did not listen. Or okay, whatever, it's fine. I'm not gonna get into it right now. But the this is, so I had been like obsessed with one of her songs, that I didn't even know who she was or the artist or anything. It just was one specific song that came up in my thing that I really really liked. I think it's called Rainbow. Love it, just because I like, it was fun to sing. Still is. Well, then, fast forward, I meet Owen. We're going to go hang out, you know, do something, just us. So it was kind of like a date. You know, I wouldn't call it that, but it was similar to what you might call a date. Anyway, and I buy this shirt to wear because I love picking out, I love buying new clothes for fun, different activities. Instead of having the clothes I already own. (laughs) So I get this shirt, I'm wearing it. And I'm wearing bike shorts because those are like a thing for like fashion, which I didn't even know like that bike shorts for like actually biking were a thing. And then you, we had to make a comment about how you wear bike shorts, but the real ones. And I was just wearing these fake ones. But the shirt that I didn't realize was the album picture for Golden Hour. And I didn't know that. And then I started listening to that album really heavily while we, like when we first began dating and played it nonstop and then realized that that was the album on that shirt that I bought for like one of our first dates. Wow. So for me, that has like more significance than just I really like the song, but also that weird like just didn't even make the connection until way later. So yeah, good question. Now, here we go. Next question. Rose, what are you doing after your degree? What are you doing in your free time in Arizona? So two questions for you. Well, last year I would have said I have no free time, but now Saturdays I've, <laughs> I've made some. What am I doing after my degree? Hopefully I'm getting an academic job. 
Uh, currently, I want to be a professor at like a smaller teaching college, not at like an R1 research university. That's my thought right now. It could change. But I really want to prioritize teaching. And that's something that kind of becomes like a lower priority when you're at like a big research university because mm. research is the main thing. And then like teaching is like your side, side gig. gig that like <laughs> doesn't get a lot of attention. So I'm thinking I would rather teach at like a small undergrad institution where I could really prioritize teaching. That's the hope. And then what was the other one? Oh, what do I do in my free time? Hiking. I've gotten into hiking a lot. I drive around to like different parks. There's a lot of places to hike in Arizona and it's so beautiful. So that's been fun. I also read and watch TV sometimes. I like to go on solo trips where I just like go by myself and hike around. But my friend Kristen did that and then she saw a rattlesnake and then that scared me. So that I, would. I don't want to. I was going to say that sounds so terrifying See a to rattlesnake. <laughs> Anywhere. Next one, cats or dogs? Or for these two, neither. Yeah, I don't really like either. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta say, kitten is pretty cute. That is valid. I'm going cats if I had to choose. If you had to choose cats? I like cats. I think they're fun. I wouldn't want to own one, though. Right. I, I like say, cats because they are they kind of leave you alone. and. Yeah. I would say neither if, I, if it, <laughs> yeah. you have to actually own one. For me, it would be both. <laughs> but for different reasons. And also, I wouldn't own one, at least not now in my life, because it is a good... It's a very big responsibility. Yeah. It's not... Like, I think people underestimate the responsibility of owning an animal. It is a big responsibility, and it's an entire life. Yeah. So I am not there. And also, importantly for me and Rose, our mom is allergic. Yeah. So yeah. To like we, all animals. Like really allergic. So if we had them, it's not like a put them in their cage. It's like cage. It's like <laughs> she can't come over to your house and spend more than ten minutes. Yeah. Right. So that's Which definitely I don't want. a deterrent. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, I like the question. I knew the answer. <laughs> and it was not going to be a good one. <laughs> next question. So then the next one is for Owen and I. Elaborate on dream travel places and why you want to go. Oh, Rose could do that too. Well, yes. Yeah. Anyone can answer, but this one um, specifically. Banff is one for me. Me too. I think, like, it just looks sick. I've, I love the Rocky Mountains. What? And I've only ever been to them, like, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana. But Banff just looks sick. I also have never been to Canada, and I really want to go because I just... That's in Canada? Yeah, I just yeah. love Canada. Canadian Why does Banff sound like it's not in Canada? I don't know. <laughs> it does to me, but maybe that's just because I've always known it is. But it's in Alberta. It sounds like so much farther away. Yeah. Well, to it's, me. It's in Canada. It's far enough away that we've never made it there. That's yeah. Despite wanting to go for years. Yeah. That's and it just looks like... Well, I'll go the Rocky with Mountains you. Good. on another level. <laughs> and I think the cycling would be cool there. I think the hiking would be cool there. And I think it would be cool to be in Canada because I like Canadian culture and I like their sports. AKA, I like hockey. <laughs> what was, was my answer Belgium that I wanted to go? I think you wanted to go there. I think it would be fun to go to Belgium. I wasn't asking you, but was that the answer I gave during the rapid fire? I don't remember. I think it was. I think so, I feel like it was. The reason is because I am 50% Belgian. Yeah. So it would be cool to see the culture 
and to learn about to it. Go to the homeland. Yeah, the just, just to be interesting. Other, you know, other Americans out there. Yeah, Americans. Americans. <laughs> yeah. That would be kind of cool. And because it, it's just anywhere like that, it's going to be interesting coming from. I haven't, like, gone out of the country in over 10 years. So. Where have you been out of the country? Mexico. Oh. I would like I, to go to the Netherlands. We're, like, Dutch mm. mostly, so it'd be kind of fun to go there. Yeah. And it's right by Belgium, so we could do both. Yeah. Well, there's and no limit to this dream. Dutch farms, they just look sick. I Windmills. Would, I need to go to <laughs> Connecticut. Why? Because Brianna told me, because I've been saying I want to live there forever, or for a long time. Well, Brianna, my good friend and ex-coworker, told me that she found out it's maybe not the best place for me to go, to live. Why? It's just not, like, out of all of the New England states, Oh, probably not the best one. Yeah. But, New England is sick, though. But now I need to go for, like, even more so than I thought I did, because I need to know before I stay committed to this dream. So that dream might change. Either way, I probably won't move there. I could see Rose moving there, though. If there's Connecticut? This... No, no, no. New, New England. England. Well, I didn't say not moving to New England. I said to Connecticut. Oh. I'd move to Vermont. Yeah. Like, I bet there's small liberal arts colleges in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. I would just like to go there, because I feel like it just, like, seems, like, picturesque. Yeah. Like, the very... Vibes the vibes in New England are immaculate. Yeah. So, those are the places I would like to go, and why. So, then the next question is... Are you excited for Connections Camp Out? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what Connections Camp Out is? Everyone listening? <laughs> Can't hear you? Probably no. don't. Okay, I can explain it. Yeah, go ahead. It's like my dad's. He has a class camp out every year with his students. He's a third grade teacher. And the there's parents that actually run the camp out that started it like over 20 years ago now. Right? Isn't it like the 23rd or something? Yeah, I don't know. something it's... like that. They started in 2000. Oh, really? I don't know. But if it's the yeah, 23rd, then around they around there. Because mm-hmm. I know 20th was like a few years back. I was and there the... as a baby, though. And the first oh, one... I a baby in 2000. Yeah. The first one that didn't happen was 2020 COVID. That's the only one that they've missed. Hmm. So, yeah, they do it every year. And people, if you've ever had my dad, you're allowed to come back. So there's still people from that, like, first one that come every year. But then there's, like, random people along the way that still come. Yeah. And there's, like, random families that will come for, like, three years and then fall off. And then there's me. I didn't have your dad. No, but you get to come through us. Yeah, I get, like, a special invite. (laughs) Well, we didn't have our dad either. Oh, really? Oh, we're just his children. Well, right, but I'm not even his... I'm not his child or anything. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm his friend. Yeah, I mean, You're there's his... other people that get By invited. association. I think Griffin's come before. Oh, has Griffin... Didn't have your dad. Oh, we just invited him. Amber Oldroyd, shout out, has been there before. Yeah. Hashtag shout out. <laughs> anyway, good. Yeah, we were very excited. Are you watching the tour of Italy? Which is, I'm assuming, a bike thing? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, obviously. I'm not Me whatsoever. Either. I maybe should be, but I, unless I'm watching like someone do commentary on road cycling and explaining to me the strategy and stuff behind it, it's just too dull to watch. I'll watch cyclocross or mountain biking. And I normally will tune in for the tour and watch like highlights. The Tour de France? Yeah. Especially like the last couple of years have been very exciting <laughs> with Pogaccia and Wout and Vanderpool and stuff. Yep. 
like there's been good battles and like but I don't know no I have not been watching the tour really it's the answer to that perfect so I got a response I, I had to make sure that it was a good topic for me to talk about but I got a question of are you ready to be an aunt because if you don't know my my younger brother Charlie shout out Charlie hashtag shout out hashtag shout out <laughs> hashtag char char what's the thing Cheech Cheech sorry hashtag shout out Cheech and Madison hashtag shout out Madison okay sorry 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 anyway yeah they're having a baby soon like mega soon like it's happening people so July 5th July 5th is that. the due date that's pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Like, it could be farther away. Yeah, but you're making it sound like it's next week. <laughs> it could be. You it never know. Be. We're at that stage. It could be. Yeah, well, Madison how are is you feeling about being an aunt? Terrified. You're terrified and about being an aunt? And super excited. Okay. Both. At the same time, all of the things. I'm excited because, well, what, Charlie and I, I think we're, we're in, like, a weird age range in our, like, extended family, like, cousins and such, because we're not old enough to be with like the older cousins but we are also too old to be a part of any of the newer additions because they're all very young so we're just been like this little you know ourselves yeah we're we're kind of not part of either group fully and we didn't really interact with younger kids as often so we didn't really know how to hang out with them and we also were too young to hang out with the older people so it's it'll be exciting to have like a baby in my immediate family because I I don't remember ever experiencing that. Obviously, when Charlie was a baby, I was only, like, two years older. So, I just, we didn't have any babies. Yeah, it's exciting. So I'm excited I for love, them. Yeah. They're really excited. And it's exciting to just, I don't know, like, what's this baby going to look like? What's their personality going to be? Are they going to love hanging out with their aunt? Are they going to be like, no, we don't want to see Aunt Jane? Who knows? Yeah, I want to give the kid a mullet. Period. <laughs> Madison said, "As a baby, yeah, we could." Well, will I'm shaving that kid's head. Will he have enough hair as a baby? Well, put, well, as soon as he does, if he's yeah, we'll we'll ask permission. I'm putting first. stripes <laughs> into the side too, dude. White and the baby gold. shower is this Saturday, so that's exciting. Yeah, um, get to celebrate them and give them gifts, which is great. And I will be living with Charlie for next the whole next year while he finishes his last year of college. So hopefully that means I get an automatic in to seeing the baby frequently. Because so cute. So yeah, I'm excited. And I don't, I wouldn't say ready because I don't know how to be an aunt. I've never been one. But as ready as I possibly can be. We'll say that. I think that's all the questions. Okay. Because, yeah, that looks about it. But that doesn't mean all the questions ever. That just means all the questions that Owen and I have to answer. Because now Rose is in the rapid fire hot seat. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready, Rose? Oh, my God. Questions. oh right. Sorry. <laughs> I was not ready. Okay, I'm ready. All right. We're just going to kind of go back and forth. We have each our own list. Okay. Owen has some original from when he did I this to us. I think they're mostly the same. Mostly the same for this list. Jane has new ones. Mine are completely new, and he has a couple surprise. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have a nickname? Rosalini. Oh, I thought you were going to say, oh, you said what it was, so never mind. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say, if so, what? Oh. Okay. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Rosalini. Period. Yeah. Okay. Biggest fear. Fire or sinking on a boat? Texting or calling? Texting. Least favorite color? Orange. <laughs> Solid. Favorite city besides the one you live in? Or Estes favorite place? Park. 
Colorado. Estes Park is what she said. Favorite clothing brand? Pass. Song or artist you've been listening to recently? Taylor Swift. Jeans or sweats? Sweats. Period. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite season? Summer. Ooh. Secret talent? Um. Pass. <laughs> Do you dance? Yes. If you could travel <laughs> back in time, what period would you go to? Pass. <laughs> Driver or passenger? Passenger. Place you most want to travel to? Bam. Favorite food? Pizza. Latest show you've binged or watched? The Mindy Project. Oh, that's a good one. Who do you text the most? Probably my mom. <laughs> Pet peeve. My mom chewing gum, as Owen pointed out on a different podcast Exposed. episode. <laughs> it's your birthday. Where are you going for dinner? Uh, Broadway pizza, but I'm not going there. I'm taking the pizza away and eating it outside. Taking it away. First real job. <laughs> Math tutor. Perfect weekend. What are you doing? Reading. Going on a bike ride. Hanging out with Jane. <laughs> nice. I didn't even look at her or anything to indicate that's what I wanted her to say. Buying clothes, where are you going? I already asked for your clothing rent. Uh, so does this answer that question? I'm going to TJ Maxx, but there's lots of brands oh. there. Like, I don't what know. What about Old Navy? I could go there, too. Okay. <laughs> what? What? She gave a perfectly fine answer. and then you... <laughs> What about this one? <laughs> because I thought she would have said that. Because no. we go there all the time looking for the deals. Oh. The steals and deals. TJ Maxx has good deals, too, though. That's super valid. Who plays you in the movie? TJ Maxx gives me anxiety, though. Jordan Johnson. That's one of your friends, right? Yeah, she's yeah. going to be a movie star, though. Oh. Shout out. Hashtag shout Hashtag out. Hashtag shout out. Hashtag movie star. Hashtag yeah, movie. I know who Jordan is. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't. I wasn't for sure that was her last name. Wow, we gave a full name. One bucket list item. That might have been the full first full name shout out. I gave Amber Oldroyd, too. Oh, you did. Continue. I want to hike Devil's Garden in Arches National Park. That's a good one. All right. That's all of them. <laughs> Imagine... You answer, that's a bad one. <laughs> well, Get you, that off your bucket list yeah. now. <laughs> you passed the rapid fire? I had a pass on some, though. What did you pass on? Clothing brand. But you answered that. And I didn't know where, what time period I would want to go back to. I feel like the, when I think about other time periods, the, like, distinguishing features of them are, like, bad things. Yeah. So I'm like, why would I want to go back to any it of those? It is kind of a weird Say question. None. Maybe I'll take that one out. Like, I've always been super interested in Revolutionary War history, but, like, would I want to be in the Revolutionary War? No. no. I, like, wouldn't. <laughs> would you want to uh, travel into the future if you could? No. And I'm kind of scared of the future, too. What about, I, well, my answer was the 90s. That seem okay. That seems fine. If I had to go back to just see something, I did. I don't know. Yeah. Seems we like the do least a little back to the future. Sitch, go like see our parents in high school. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Peace and Thanks, love. Thanks, Rose, for coming on. If you like this podcast, give us a rating and share. And share it with people. Come on now, don't be a gatekeeper. <laughs> and we will see you next Thursday. Thanks. Thank you. What? Oh, I was waiting Bye. for you to say goodbye. Oh, I was goodbye. To say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Sorry, that was super weird. Let me out way.
Amen.